It's springtime in Southern Indiana. And what that looks like is the trees are starting to bloom and the leaves are starting to bud and the Heldermans, well, we've got trees growing in our windows. What does that mean? Well, let's talk about that on this episode of the podcast. So join me. Hey, happy girls. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Brawl Lady with Missy Helderman. We cannot wait to teach, inspire, and even maybe share a giggle or two with our beloved Happy Girls family. So without further ado, let's dive right in to today's episode with Missy. Hey, happy girls. It's Missy, your favorite brawl lady here. And Yes, I have got trees growing in my windowsills. And what does that look like? What does that mean? Well, I'll have to take a picture and we'll post it on Facebook. But I am a farmer's granddaughter, okay? I grew up knee deep in dirt and corn and beans and everything under the sun that we could grow. My grandfather would grow. He was the type that if one garden was good for his family, he'll do three. And so he took so much joy in planting and harvesting all of this different food, but not only that, giving it away and all kinds of stuff. I mean, things that I didn't like to eat, things I did like to eat, you know, well, I have, you know, I've grown up, my dad also gardened, you know, we always had tomatoes and cucumbers and all the fresh green beans we'd ever want and that sort of thing, right? Then got married and I have married a person who loves to do the gardening too. But my husband's gardening is a little different than what everybody else's in the family is. My husband, when he does garden, like um, when he does plant vegetables, it's usually what we call a salsa garden. He'll do um, garlic and tomatoes and peppers and onions. That's about the extent. Sometimes he'll do potatoes too. Um, But what he thoroughly has gotten into over the course of the last, I'd say four or five years now, is trees all fall. He will go out to our yard. You know, we sit on about 65 acres and most of it's wooded. So he'll collect nuts from the trees. He'll go to different neighborhoods around and find different nuts from different trees so that he has all kinds of varieties, right? And he usually has about, you know, those big ice cream buckets that we really just buy the ice cream for the bucket, right? Let's be honest. That's what we do, right? When he usually comes home, he usually has about an ice cream bucket full of acorns and walnuts, different things like that. And then he plants them and he literally plants them in this huge Rubbermaid container. It's not too deep. It's only eh, six, eight inches deep, but it's big enough that literally it sits in my window well. Okay. Now I have got a really old house where my window wells are like 13 or 14 inches deep. 
Okay, so I have a lot of space to sit inside my windows there. So imagine this big Rubbermaid container. Well, let me tell you, I stopped counting because I was going to count and find out how many trees we had in here. I stopped counting at 30. So we've got more than 30 trees planted in this little Rubbermaid container, and they are about six inches high, and they've got three leaves now. Okay. And what will happen is he'll take those and then separate them out and put them in much deeper beer pots so that they can grow a better root system. And then he can put them where he wants them, which is fantastic. We love to be able to have those nuts for our animals that we've got around here. When you've got 65 acres in Southern Indiana, well, I'll give you an idea. Just this week, I was looking out the bathroom window and here there's a parade of nine deer walking across the garden and then down and around. And then the next day we had three turkeys. So we've got squirrels, we've got turkeys, we've got deer. Who knows all the different critters that we have, the wilderness and wildlife of Southern Indiana. But we love to be able to plant the trees so that we can continue to feed, feed the animals. So Trees come from nuts and acorns, right? Here is what happened to me. Oh, I guess it was last weekend. As you know, I have been working on this big project that is actually we're getting ready to launch it next week. This big project is something that I have struggled to put out there for five years now. Some of it is because of fear. Some of it is because I don't have the right pieces yet. Some of it is just... Because I felt like, who am I to have this project that nobody else has created? Is anybody going to understand it? You know, it's a big, huge thing. And it's a big, huge, scary thing, you know, audacious thing for me to put out there. And yes, I, I've sat on it for a while. I've let things hinder me. I've let fear hinder me and all that. But let's move forward. Okay. This past weekend, one of the things that we were going through, we were just going through the program to make sure that we didn't have any hiccups or wrinkles and that kind of thing that would cause a person to get confused by the communications that we're giving them. And one of the things that I had found was there was just one spot that everybody got stumped up on. It had to do with a video and actually what came after the video. It was all like the trailer of it. Now, I have never in my life, I repeat, never, I've never edited movies, video, ever. Didn't know what tools to use, had no idea how to do it, the lingo, anything. But I knew it needed to be done. And I wasn't able to contact the person who actually created the video for me. So I was going to have to either live with it I was going to have to create some kind of go around so people would understand this little wrinkle, or I was going to have to figure out how to change it. So I sat on it for a couple of days and I kept praying about it. It's like, Father, I really wanted it to go this direction. I want it to be a smooth communication. But is this something we just manage? Is this something, okay, I, there's no way I can change it, but you know, it is what it is. And <laughs> I sat down, all of a sudden, I remembered on my computer, I had this little movie thing. I thought, oh, I wonder what it does. And I pulled it up. 
so I made a copy of that little bitty video that I was dealing with, right? That had a hiccup on it. I made a copy of it. So I wasn't going to hurt it. Right. And if I did, it wasn't going to matter. I pulled it up and within about 15 minutes, I not only figured out how to make the change, but made the change and made it better. So now we don't have that wrinkle. Why do I tell you this? Especially after I've just told you about a whole bunch of trees. Well, here's what I felt God was sharing with me. In my time of need, he had equipped me with exactly what I needed to be able to take that wrinkle out of the program. I never knew how to do it before, but it was just so, it just came so naturally. It came so easily. And not only did I fix that problem, but I fixed three others after that the next day. And those even came easier. One of the things that God has taught me in my husband growing trees is that in an acorn, it has everything it needs to grow up to be a mighty oak. An acorn is not sitting there going, oh, I would love to be an oak one day, but I'll probably just be a poplar. Or, oh, I'll probably be a dogwood. I would love to be a mighty oak, but I'll never be that way. I'm not good enough. I don't have the strength enough. I don't have the gumption. That's not the case at all. An acorn, because of it being an acorn, is going to be an acorn. Now, it's the environment. It's the the water and the sunlight and all of that, that really helps to define how tall and strong it's going to be, but it's not going to be anything but a mighty oak. Going back earlier, you know, with grandpa, I can remember we would do corn and we'd do peas and we would do green beans. Well, when you put a piece of corn or a seed of corn or a seed of green bean in the ground, you're not going to expect to get alfalfa. You're not going to expect to see dogwood trees come out of those. No, you're going to expect to get corn out of a corn seed, a bean out of a bean seed, right? And so the thing that God reminds me, matter of fact, I even have a little acorn sitting here on my desk all the time. It reminds me that I have within me everything that I need to be who God called me to be. Now for that moment, I needed to know how to do movies. I know that sounds funny, but because I had been given the tools, you know, I had the computer, I had something on the computer that I was able to do. And I felt like he really led me to go boom, boom, boom. And I got it done so quickly. I truly feel like I was equipped for the time that I needed to do the, that fix. And looking back over my project over the last five years, how many times has he either brought somebody to me that I needed, brought me to something like the app on my computer to do what I needed to do, or created it from who knows where? You know, God is the creator of all things. And I have learned through experience with the Father that he continues to show me how he has got everything I need for everything he's called me to be and everything he's called me to do. If you look in Hebrews 13, 
It says, he equips you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, whom be glory forever and ever and ever. Have you ever thought about the fact, I know we struggle with that imposter syndrome, we're not good enough, we're just the ee enough, but that's not really what God says about us, is it? What God says about us is that the steps of the righteous are led by the Lord. He equips us with everything we need. He's going to lead us, guide us, direct us. We talked about that a few weeks ago. He instructs us. He gives us everything. He shows us every step. But there is a responsibility that we have. He will give us everything we need. He will show us. He will lead us. He will guide us. But the responsibility we have is to be faithful to where he's leading and calling us. And faithful, when you look in the Old Testament, faithful means doing it the way that is in God's heart and in his mind. Now, we can be faith-filled and believing that God can do all this, but are we being faithful and doing it exactly the way that God has told us, and even in the timing that God has told us. Now, I will tell you, I've struggled with some of this. I don't have it all together, trust me. But I know full well that when I get off kilter, God is so good to me that when I stop and I say, okay, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've made it, for where I've tried to take it, where I've tried to do it in my own strength and my own will and come back to the last thing that he told me, that he honors that and he loves that. This walk that we are called to walk with God has never been his desire for it to be a slave relationship where he tells us what we're supposed to do. And then at the end of the day, we have to report, okay, we've done this, this, and this. No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. The way it's supposed to be is that Matthew 29 relationship where we take Jesus's yoke upon us and we work together with him. The father wants to work together in everything that we do. I heard somebody say, actually, it was my pastor a few years ago. He says, you know, I have been invited to this. And when he said that, the thing that came to my mind is like a a dinner party, okay? When you get a handwritten invitation to a dinner party, what do you expect? Well, you expect to go in and you expect to have dinner served to you and eat and enjoy it and enjoy the company, right? You don't expect to be invited to a dinner party and then be expected to figure out the catering, bring the groceries and cook it too, and serve it. That's not what's expected, correct? When God is calling us to what we are supposed to do, it's like being invited into the opportunity to have a relationship with him and to do it together with him. When we look at how he equips us, He's already put in us the desire to do the things that he's called us to do. He's already put within us this desire for the future. But his desire is to do it with us, to help us to grow as he's alongside of us. So 
I want you to remember that you, like that acorn, have everything in it that it needs to be who God called you to be. Psalm 139 says that he knit us together in our mother's wombs. He knows exactly what's in you. He knows exactly what he's called you to. And he's already put forth everything that you need. Oh, God love friends. I just got a text from my girlfriend that says, God will give you everything that you need to do whatever thing he's called you to. And that's true. God will give you everything you need if he hasn't already put it within you to do everything he's called you to. If it's a corn, you'll be a corn. If it's a green bean, you'll be a green bean. If it's a mighty oak, you're going to be a mighty oak. Even if you try to be a dogwood or a willow tree, stop trying to be who you're not and look to the Father to see who you are. That's it for this week. And I hope it's helped you. I hope it has been a little bit of encouragement to you because when I look at a mighty oak tree, there's encouragement for me. Everything that that mighty oak needed was in that little bitty acorn. All right. Have a great week. Until next week. Ta-ta. Wasn't that great? It was another episode of Confessions of a Bra Lady with our favorite bra lady, Missy Helderman. She not only leaves us feeling empowered, confident, but also with a trick or two in our back pocket to conquer the world. We can't wait for you to join us next week. But in the meantime, you have a variety of ways to stay in touch. You can check out our website for all of your merchandise slash subscription slash getting to know us needs. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook, handle The Bra Market. Or you can join our email club available on our website. So until next time, we hope you have a great week where you feel stylish, confident, and able to tackle all the things on your to-do list. Until then, happy girls. Bye-bye.